0: attention pokemon players you are listening to triple p the pittsburgh pokemon podcast on today's episode jake plays hockey chuck calls off work we talk supporters and haven't you heard
1: that the bird is the word
0: how are we doing
1: i'm gonna clarify i didn't call off work i got called off of work because it's a snow apocalypse in Pittsburgh right now. So it is the snow apocalypse. I
0: woke up. I had the day off already because of the holiday, Martin Luther King Day. And I woke up two hours after I normally do, and the roads were still completely garbage. Uh, no way I would have probably made it into work even if I had work today.
1: I do not believe they have yet to plow my road by my house. So <laughs> I have not went anywhere today. So well, that's always a good thing. Yep. We stayed in and shoveled more snow than I needed to. For sure. Yeah, but uh,
0: going into the weekend, before the snow again happens, um, I played hockey for the first time in two and a half, three years. Um, as far, and nothing that was uh, like an actual league game, uh, but played against some college kids in a pickup game. Um, well, there were a few college kids. Uh, it took me a little bit to get my legs under me. Uh, I'm very out of shape uh, from what I used to be. <laughs> Um, but I did make a couple really good plays and I felt pretty good about myself after the fact.
1: Well, that's good. I'm sure it feels good to hit the ice again.
0: Yeah, it did. Uh, I was tired and I slept for the re- rest of the day um, after after the skate, <laughs> after that early morning skate. But it was it did feel good to get out there, get some exercise um, and get my legs moving. It, it's been a little bit. Yeah. All right. But how about yourself? Uh, anything of note fra- from the week?
1: No, uh, I have not had that um, much fun this week. Just been working and gearing up for the apocalypse that is this week. I was <laughs> dreading today. I thought we were going to have to go into work, but um, I got out of it. So that was good.
0: Well, that's cool. Um, do you do anything fun with your, your, uh, your day in the house? Doing nothing other than shoveling snow?
1: Uh, yeah, nothing. I did nothing. I played some video games. Uh, I got lost playing video games. I played Madden for like four hours. So Madden. Um, hmm. This is <laughs> playoffs. I watched the Steelers lose, and then I was like, "Well, I can win. Watch this." <laughs> and then, uh, I did that. I just felt better about it. Yeah. yeah, did you play as the Steelers? Uh, occasionally, like not really. I have a bunch. Like I did, like a fantasy draft. Okay, I have a bunch of Steelers on my team, but I don't pick the Steelers specifically because then uh, I just feel weird about not having – I'm weird, but it's just what I do. I play the Cardinals because they're usually bad, but they're actually pretty good now, so. Well, that is awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we we definitely uh, have a really cool episode today uh, talking about supporters uh, in the game of Pokemon. Um, why some supporters are really good why some supporters are really bad um, and we kind of deep dive into all of that Um, but before we deep dive uh, into uh, supporters we got our our random shenanigans that we have to start every single episode um so do you want to start off with random card mandis today
1: all right, let's 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 buck the trend and let's go to Random Card Madness first. Mm-hmm. So we've elected to go back in time a little bit to Sword and Shield base set just to get um, something a little different. So that's 202 cards, if we don't remember, not including the Secret Rares. Um, and then we'll generate a number and we got number 36. That yeah. is going to take us to Fire Pokemon. And we are going to get a Cinder Ace. Stage two Cinder Ace 170. This is not the good one. Oh man. It's <laughs> the so one one energy attack uh, with flame cloak for 40 damage. Attach a fire energy from your discard pile to this Pokemon. And then the three or uh, it's two fire two fire, one colorless bright flame attack. For 160, flip a coin. If tails, discard two energy from this Pokemon. Real close.
0: You got me excited, and I was going to talk about uh, that fun single prize Cinderace deck. Um, but no, this Cinderace is completely garbage. This is bulk all the way. Don't even put it in your binder. No use. See you later. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> move on.
1: Yeah, that unfortunately is not a very good. I mean, bright flame is not bad, but you're sitting at three energy, which is the problem for um fire Pokemon right now, so uh, three energy stage two has got a lot going to against it uh one sixty not really that much in the, in the way of damage either, so yeah, I mean, you're um, two shotting, but that's a lot of effort for two shotting, yeah. Um, you were looking for now we're going to talk about the line because there are three Cinderaces in sword and steel base that yeah uh, you were looking for the number 34 oh, so close. The Cinderace with the ability of libero um, that's once during your turn when this pokemon moves from your bench to the active spot you may attach up to two fire energy cards from your discard pile to it and then it has the flame striker attack which is to fire one colorless 190 damage, so now we're talking KOs, and you discard two energy from this Pokemon. Go ahead,
0: tell I me like the liberal them. one because, um, if you get two Cinderace's set up or a score bunnies, and then you kind of just like uh, pivot them back and forth, you're discarding cards in your discard pile and then just picking them right back up, um, and then just reliably hitting the rest of the game where you're not necessarily one shotting everything, but you are a lot more reliably 2 shotting everything, um, especially with cards that help you with um, with the new cards coming out. We have uh, what's it called the the Magma Basin. Plus, we have Raihan. Um, it, there, there's a lot of cards in there that can make that um, pretty consistent and and hit you know you know, for the two-shot. That's that's kind of where I was hoping that was going. Um, that's the one I like that I've seen success with. Um, prior to rotation, having Rosa in there, having recycle energy. Um, now without Rosa, you still have, like I said, uh, Raihan, um, and then you just play a few more um, fire energies, and you're up and running, um, and pretty consistently um, for for some pretty decent damage.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing once you get two fire energy in your discard with that Cinderace, you're basically up and running because you're a single attach away Mm
0: -hmm. as long as you
1: don't... As long as you can move them into the active. Like, that pivot Pokemon will be important for him, but you move him into the active, you get the two fire energy, and then you just attach whatever to him. Yep. So So close, but yet so, so So close. We had We were really close to another keeper, put it in your, like, make a deck out of it, but we got Binder Fodder. We got Pokemon. Let's go
0: do some. Yeah, let's go into our trivia. Um, uh, yeah. you want me to start this guy off
1: today? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and ask the first question.
0: All right. Um, like per the usual, we've got um, a Pokemon, and this time I'm going off the ability. So name that Pokemon this ability belongs to. Um, it. I will give you a hint it is a stage one so it is not a basic pokemon that has this and as, <laughs> and as always it is standard legal um so you don't have to go into the past or any expanded to figure this card out okay so the ability um in honor of the Steelers and not being able to catch balls um thrown to them fumbling hands
1: uh, fumbling hands. Um, uh, fumbling hands. It's an ability, and you said it's a stage one. It is a stage one. Standard legal it means it has hands as a Pokemon. I'm mean, gonna guess.
0: Um, not like humanoid hands <laughs> not with a thumb. Oh, okay not with a thumb so it's not no, um, no
1: opposable thumbs on these no
0: opposable hands. thumb
1: on this pokemon no uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna weird i'm just gonna go in a weird direction because i'm i have no idea i'm gonna guess vigoroth no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fumbling
0: Hands, of course, goes to that Dark-type Stage 1, Feeble. Ah. Um, When you play this Pokemon from your hand uh, to evolve it, one of your Pokemon during your turn, um, you may uh, have each player shuffle their hands and put them into the bottom of their deck. Each player um, put any cards um, to the bottom, or each player that puts any cards to the bottom of their hands (laughs) in that way. Uh, each player draws four cards. So essentially, Thievul is um, oh, less good Marnie for the player that plays it, but still
1: hand disruption. Don't you wish they were just like keyword effects so that they... Yeah, it just says play Marnie. Thiebel, it, just says, it just says, when you evolve this Pokemon, Marnie your opponent. <laughs> yeah, that would be much better. <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot wordier than, like, the regular Marnie card.
0: Yeah. Um, So, uh, yeah, I I thought that was a pretty fun one um, in honor of
1: the Steelers not being able to to catch a ball. Yeah, and (laughs) if I knew that that was the ability, like, if I knew the ability, I would have known that that's the Um, But, yeah, I I didn't pay a pen. I haven't paid attention to that name of that ability enough. Uh, Nobody's actually played it. Uh, They'll just play Marnie instead. All right. Well, I have a, a a a good, I think a good brain teaser here. Okay. Um, can you name me one of the
0: my god! Can you name me, seven?
1: Can you name me one of the eight supporters that do not have a full art in standard legal Pokemon?
0: There's eight supporters that doesn't have a full art. I believe I haven't found one for these. Okay, eight. can um, I t- can I talk this down here? Yeah. Um. Okay. So talk obviously about- research. No, it has one. Uh, Boss has one. Marnie has one. Sonia has one. Even B bead has one. We we'll talking a while. There's 65 supporters. Mallow, er, er, Milo has one. Pierce has one. Alistair has one. Oh, I think it's something. Um, there's that? Even. Oh man, I know. As soon as you say this, I'm gonna be like, "Uh,
1: dang it!" The more you get, the better. There is eight possible answers.
0: Uh, eight possible answers. Um, Agatha has one. Our boy, our girl Agatha. Yep, she has one. Ball Guy has one.
1: Uh, there are three. Oh, no, no. Adventures discovery. There you go. There it is. My, my next hint <laughs> was there's three that came in. <laughs> that came out in the last there we one. go
0: adventures discovery because uh that that has being uh, seeing a lot of play recently with deralodon um becoming part of the meta and that's a huge um a huge card in that meta with uh with the gears looking for those adventures discovery to get the Pokemon they need
1: yeah and there is oh. another gimme in Professor Burnett uh is also another gimme because it okay. only uh has the one and if you're curious, the others, I believe, Bug Catcher does not have one. Our man Dan never got a full art. Oh, Dan didn't get one. Oh, where uh, is Cook? The love for Dan. Cook doesn't have a full art yet. Uh, the Jim, the, the League staff. Jim Trainer has one. League staff does not have one. Um, and then Sword, Sword and Shield <laughs> do not have. Are they one. even really a supporter? They are a supporter. <laughs> Um, I, the only one I don't, I, I judge doesn't have one that I saw, but it might have an old one. I'm not sure. I think that card has an old one. I'm not sure. Um, it it, it doesn't have one that they've reprinted a new one, but it might have an old one. So I wasn't really counting. I mean, I would have gave you that one if you answered it, but, um,
0: no, that was, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, I actually got one for, for once, but you did ask me a TCG related one, um,
1: so, I feel a little bit better about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, now we have to go to Turtwig
2: talking the meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as Mr. Hack Up a Lung, because boy, my lungs hurt. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week, we have 18 tournaments, 2,419 deck plays, and 7,436 matches to cover this week. So, let's get into the top 8s. Starting off, the new Birds deck, featuring Suicune V, Galarian Moltres V, and Galarian no, Galarian Zapdos V, I'm sorry, (laughs) Uh, has been taking the meta by storm, and we have 10 top 8 placements by the Birds. Next, Rabbit Strike Urshifu had 10 top 8s, Duraludon had 13 top 8s, Jolteon had 20 top 8s, and Mew Genesect, surprise surprise, had 35 top 8s, taking home the number 1 seat this week. That's it for the top 8s. Let us know on Twitter at PitPokeyPod and at RY for Gaming what your thoughts on Arceus V-Star are. And now, down to the boring meta numbers. This week, notable changes to Mew Genesect, just kidding, no changes, um... Jolti changes the Jolteon and Talion. Sableye and Talion. Other decks. Bird decks included. Zacian, Victini, and Suicune and Teleon. Let's start off. Eugenisect had about 20% of the play percentage of this meta. That is crazy. Eugenisect is one-fifth of the plays this week. Eugenisect is taking this whole meta and saying, Yep, this is mine. I don't care what you say. Bring up Hoopa, bring up Sableye. Bring up Moltres, don't care. It's my meta, baby. And it's playing very steadily with a, around a 1% change every week. So Eugenisect has been steady throughout the entire week, at a little over 50%. Uh, next, we have a dip in win percentage for Joltion and Talion by about 4%. Next, Sableye and Talion, down in win percentage by 5%. Next, Zacian, down in win percentage by 4% next Suicune tellion down in win percentage by three and a half percent and now the decks that took those win percentages and said those are mine now you can leave those being Victini with a four percent increase and other mostly pertaining to the new birds deck having a eight percent increase in win percentage over the other decks and that includes having all the decks that really aren't meant to be played <laughs> in a tournament but people bring them just for fun the uh, other was had the eight, had the new birds trio in there. It's probably like a duo, trio. You count moltres twice because they played the baby one. So the new birds deck has been fighting all the other other decks for win percentage and brought their win percentage up to 44%. That is amazing for one deck to be bringing up all these other decks that are not very meta and fun take. So that's it for the that's it for our boring numbers. Uh, I I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week, Colton won with his Jolteon deck. So congrats, Colton. Everyone, round of applause. That's enough, Colton. Your your ego's big enough as it is. So uh, now it's time for the wins of the week. Starting off, all these decks had a single win this week, and boy, we had a lot of them. Those being Zacian, Eternatus, Blissey, Sableye, Rapid Strike Inteleon, Weezing, Rapid Strike Urshifu, and Duraludon. Next, Mew Genesect and Umbreon both had two tournament wins this week, and my gosh, Mew is not on top. This week, Jolteon was on top with six tournament wins this week. That is crazy. So, Turtwig worked really hard to get all the data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming, your thoughts on this, week or this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks to Meta. I'm about to cough up a lung, but be sure to join the roundtable discussions in the Discord every Wednesday at 5pm EST for the most thought-provoking discussions and the best debates. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. I'm going to go hack up a lung. So until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And back. Insert loud cough because I don't want to blow out your ears. To the cast!
1: And that was another valuable meta report.
0: Yes, it is. I mean although Mew is at the top of the (laughs) meta currently. um, I'm assuming. Well, we're assuming, but everything jockeying for that second position and kind of counter deck kind of thing um, is always super interesting. Uh, It it definitely helps people figure out what meta decks they do want to play going into a tournament uh, here or there.
1: Yeah. All right. So news time. We have a little bit of news to talk about.
0: There is a little bit of news. Um, let's first and foremost go into the the collector's bundle. Um, there is a new collector's bundle coming out in March fe- featuring the Legends of Arceus starter. So we've got the Rowlet, the Oshawa, and the Cyntiquil. Um mm-hmm. So those are always pretty cool. Um,
1: it looks like a... Um kind of like a, a little bit of a replacement for the collector's chest mm-hmm. it's very similar in what you get inside of it just not a lunchbox anymore yeah uh
0: yeah and it's not uh, uh, typically these used to come in tins like tin yeah. lunchboxes yeah like you said mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so you have those three starters you have a notepad a sticker pads um and then you also get some booster packs which i believe there are was it seven. uh seven so you have two brilliant stars one fusion strike one evolving skies and three battle styles
1: which is definitely uh it says it's going to release for $29.99 so that's a good deal for packs in that they're less than five dollars a pack so yeah when you're getting this retail at, at
0: those big retailers i think it's definitely worth it um because, you know, those guys tend to uh, charge right there at that retail price. Yeah.
1: Um, now, uh, the other news we did get, um, we got full arts mm-hmm. for Brilliant Stars. So there are quite a number.
0: I think there was our- 25 plus revealed. And now some of these have already been revealed like that Charizard Battling Venusaur, um, yep. which is, I think, the card to get <laughs> out of all the alts
1: yeah so um, the way the way i was gonna say it was like shaman raichu and whimsicott and flygon i believe are the only ones that are just getting your standard full art mm-hmm. and then charizard luminion Haunch crow and arceus are receiving alt arts on top of the full art treatment
0: yes and then and- we also have
1: some rainbows and some full art trainers yep um Kindler, Cynthia's ambition, Karen's care, and Roseanne's backup look to be getting full arts as well as rainbows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the rainbow department, that's where Shaman and Whimsicott, which is the one I'm wanting, is getting rainbow cards. Um, and then rcs and Charizard are also getting rainbow cards on top of yes,
0: that. but those are all cool. But the three that really need to be talked about are those gold cards. So we are getting a gold Arceus V-Star. Um, pretty card. Um, we've got another rendition of a gold Ultra Ball. Yeah. Um, so I know there's been some people that are like, oh, the older one's better. Um, but I think I'm tending to, to try to go for this one more than the old one. Um, and then also getting that uh, Stadium, the Magma Basin gold. Uh, that card is beautiful. I need, I need yeah. four of those
1: yeah and now and, and with the ultra ball rendition i mean i've seen a lot of people currently running like in japan's meta since they're out like with all the balls that are are currently legal they're only running maybe two or three ultra balls so that's the point where you just get one of each gold card and then you have fancy high high class decks there yes uh and let's be honest the charizard's are probably going to be what everyone looks for the Arceus the RCS uh, gold card is probably going to be low-key a good pull that will like long term become expensive, like a, a great collector card. Yeah. But uh, the only card that matters out of all these 25 is Whimsicott uh, rainbow. <laughs> Bear. I mean it's awesome. So,
0: Correct. I mean, we
1: need <laughs> gold ultra ball. And that's that's the card to go for. I need uh I need a rainbow whimsicott time and then full art whimsicott and multiply them by as many as i possibly can get so
0: <laughs> well
1: i know who i'm going for 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 trades <laughs> if i do end up pulling that yeah i uh, though i though if i pull that Cynthia's ambition i will probably hold on to that because that sucker looks pretty cool yeah
0: i mean you can't say no to waifus right
1: uh yeah yeah no you <laughs> <can't>. it's hard <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh that's really it for news uh i mean no there's one more
0: news i said haven't you heard that the bird is the word oh there is more news than that there is, is the not word? an article the the word is the ladder just reset oh and we have um cards that are related to birds so on the first two tiers of the ladder we have karamaran v max i believe let me go over to ladder. Is it, um, just is it to, V then VMAX? Let me just double check this to be certain. So yes, tier one tier one is V, tier two is VMAX, and the third tier is a full art bird keeper. Oh, okay. And on top of that, Fusion Strike packs are the packs to get this time around. Um, so no more expanded pack so if you are gonna try to jump into you know any kind of bird decks it is your time to do this
1: yeah but i think we might have a little bit more time left with ptcgo than we might be figuring
0: yeah so (laughs) i think it's either going to be really soon or in six months from now i don't think there's anything in
1: between really well the only like wrench in their plans on this is, is like i wasn't planning on talking about this but um the team challenges have started which leads me into thinking something that i should be talking about in the news um the team challenges have started again so they're doing season three of team challenges Mm -hmm. and you're doing that on ptcgo so it'll be kind of hard to like transition to live in the middle of that i don't i don't know if it would be because
0: if you do transition from ptcgo to live your whole collection you know, up to four of us will be going over there. So it shouldn't theoretically be hard
1: to go away you, from one platform to the other. But you'd have, but you'd have to force everyone to live because if people go to live, it just is true. can't Go back. I so, think,
0: I think everybody's willing to take that jump anyways, but you are true. There might be one or two people trying to hold on to the, the glory days of PTCGO and trading. Um, so not sure.
1: Yeah, someone might not be able to, might not want to let go of that heart, gold, soul, silver stuff yet.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Before
1: we move on from
0: Team Challenge, if you are in the Pittsburgh area or in the state of Pennsylvania, um, join our Discord at uh, Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast because Chuck has put up a calendar of events for Team Challenges for all of our local stores. And all of them are up there. And you can just simply click on that event to find them pretty easily um to join in for the team challenge for you know the state of uh pennsylvania
1: yeah we have we have three in in pittsburgh locally stores that have signed up and will be competing in the team challenge so get in our discord you can see the events there's uh invite links and ways to get registered for each of the tournament on there uh it'll be the easiest way to do it but there's three stores already we know that will be doing on top of more because um, you can go up to three stores in, in PA, mm-hmm. all of Pennsylvania, you can compete in. So, if there's a couple local you want to fight in and then try and steal one of Philly's, have at it.
0: Yes. Philly, we're coming for you. I'm not. No, we're not. Because <laughs> we're going to just take ours and then we'll just beat you <laughs> we'll, fair and square yeah, when we'll, it comes we'll, down to
1: we'll it. We'll come later.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you really got to mess with the – you got to watch out for the, the – what is it? The Netherlands. I think, like, the Netherlands or – the european country has won both of the and well we don't have to worry about them until it comes to the global finals yeah. so <laughs> we gotta worry we, about those European. we, we
0: can take we can take philly down first and then laugh our way up into the world uh finals and then maybe uh, uh get our butt kicked there because um, yeah. those uh you know south american uh players are way better than us
1: yeah all right um that's gonna be that's gonna close down the news um I, I was I was gonna make a joke, but uh, Logan Dude, Paul got wrecked as well. So get wrecked to Logan wrecked. Paul. <laughs> I don't really I don't really want to give him any more spotlight, but get wrecked Logan Paul. Um, <laughs> well, he lost three point five million. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into the meat of the episode. Now, this is something I wanted to do, kind of, and uh, I'm gonna take the lead here a little bit. Yes. I wanted to talk about what makes a good supporter and a bad supporter and and why some supporters are bad um basically i wanted to like talk about supporters in general and their importance to the pokemon tcg so this could be a little bit of an eye-opener to someone who's been playing and is trying to get better at the game to and and wants to tackle deck building a little bit uh more because with the way you look at supporters will obviously um adjust the way you build your decks and if you're a newer player put the uh kind of the information in into you that you have to think about what supporter you want to play each turn and the importance of what they do for your deck um so to kind of outline what i want to talk about so one of the primary go over the big uses of the supporters in the game at the moment now mm-hmm. i'll the number one uh, usual thing is they're used to draw cards and then they're also boss's orders is a good card and they're used to gust pokemon a lot Um, there's usually some form of gusting based in a supporter Um, and then they have a lot of really cool niche abilities as well that come into play depending on what your deck does so we're going to kind of break those down and then there's a lot of other cards because like i said earlier in the episode there's 65 supporters but we don't see 65 different supporters getting played there's a lot of other supporters that are just kind of filler
0: yeah i do want to throw a couple of those other supporter archetypes in there um there are archetypes that uh accelerate energy through supporters um which are very key there are other supporters that help you find pokemon that can also in turn help you find cards or find pokemon that have abilities to help you find cards and draw abilities Mm -hmm. um and then there's also uh cards that help you find other resources and or mess with your opponent um so there are several different types of cards you know that depending on the deck um you may see play most decks will see the same like three to four supporters Uh, beyond that they're more niche uses but um there are a lot that can you know add value to a deck
1: yes so um what i wanted to go in you 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 did cover all the other kind of cool archetypes which come into cool like niche abilities depending on how you want to do things but what i wanted to get to first into this is what makes a supporter bad Mm-hmm. So um because like we said the primary thing you usually use them for is drawing cards. So what what makes supporters bad is that when you look at cards and the baseline I'm going to use for this is Hop. Um his his card is basically just draw 3 cards that's your supporter for the turn. Uh what makes Hop not good is that there are multiple supporters that let you a draw more cards than three cards and, or draw three cards and do something else. So you might as well get an added effect on top of drawing the three cards uh, case in point, Melanie, Melanie gets you an energy from your discard pile and three cards. Yep. So it is that energy acceleration plus yeah. the draw. So you're getting the two worlds out of that. You're getting acceleration, like you said, and, and, um, draw and then there's also things like avery where you're disrupting your opponent's bench and you're getting draw so that it's not that hop is like a bad card it's just that hop doesn't do enough because your supporter like we said is once per turn so that effect has to kind of be really worth only using your supporter for that turn because that means you're not doing any of the other supporters that might be in your deck that turn so there's a huge opportunity cost to that. Um, so is the effect that you're getting from the card worth that cost? Um, so case in point, like the my transition from like, where does this become, like these are bad, where do they become good? Like other, like I can name a bunch of other, like not good supporters at the moment, like um, bead not a good supporter because i just we just named another card earlier that you attach a card bead attaches an energy from your hand to another pokemon so you get two attaches but you can play melanie where you attach from your discard an energy mm-hmm. but then you get the draw three cards so you're getting an extra effect
0: yeah i think the main point is the extra effect so um, bead and hop only do what they do and that's it um cards like melanie um, do both. Um, so it definitely helps with your consistency and your acceleration of energy, which will help you accelerate your attacks and put pressure on your opponent. I I don't think either of the other two, um, do that, um, in great effect.
1: Yeah. And, And there's, there's a plethora of, I mean, I don't, want to list up maybe i'll make a tier list somewhere of cards we can kind of go a
0: tier list as we go down there's a few yeah. ti- there's a few cards here or a, a big number of cards i do want to talk about um that may not see the you know the 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 top four cards yeah. that are consistently in every deck or just about every deck um but depending on the deck see some uses so i, I would like to talk about a lot of those number of cards
1: yeah and we um, when when I get to the point where we're going to talk about niche effects or, or good abilities that are on cards, we'll, we'll kind of can talk a little bit more about those. Um, but maybe I'll make a list of things that I think are really bad as well later. But what I wanted to do to kind of like intro us into those cool abilities is a tackle, a ta- like one thing that supporters do and kind of show where they make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, just like kind of like narrow it down. So when we talk about healing effects, um, there are uh, like four or five supporters that will heal Pokemon. um, Like Pokemon Center Lady, there's uh, Cook, there's Siebold, Siebold, um, and then uh, there's Cheryl as well. So along the lines of those cards, you don't see a lot of them be played in decks um, because the general ability of healing, like the I think Cook does the most of 70, Sybil actually does 60 to two different Rapid Strike Pokemons. Yeah. But those are too low of numbers because you have other cards in your deck, like items, that can heal as much or maybe just a little less, but you can play multiple of them. Yeah. Like uh, a Suspicious Food Tin, if you're playing a Psychic deck. Lucky or Popsicles, l- Potions. L- lucky Ice Pop. Get <laughs> get lucky and heal everything.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> so those healing effects... Uh, a great potion, all the potions as well. Um, so those healing effects are more geared towards... Those, those smaller numbered healing effects are better geared towards items rather than your supporter. The one that sees play is Cheryl, because you're talking about healing all damage from your evolution Pokemon. So it has a little bit of stipula- stipulation behind it, so you... Yeah. But you see it useful in a lot of decks, like Jolteon, Uh, uses it because it's a low energy cost attack so the downside of having to discard your energy is easily um, mitigated and then maybe like things like Duralodon, because it's a beefy uh, beefy guy that holds up well or anything that can just kind of like tank a hit and then brush it off yeah now I would say that there are two decks healing decks that
0: may not want to place Cheryl and I think Duralon may be one of those that they do want to play a bunch of those item ones um, with the great potions or the super potions, the lucky popsicles, et cetera, et cetera, uh, because you can play multiple of those and then still kind of not lose your energy um, and still maybe keep keep pace on on tanking things. Um, but yeah, Jolteon is the main abuser. And I think Rapid Strike Urshifu as well, um, yeah. where you just need to attach one energy plus something else. Um where you can just heal all the damage. Um, Cheryl is very abusive, um, uh, and very effective card uh to, to use as far as healing. Uh,
1: but that's where you see, but that, that's the kind of point where you see where healing becomes worth it as your supporter for the turn when you're talking about wiping out a mass amount of damage, yeah, to basically full health. Yeah. Um, so that's where you get a good like a great effect, and you're kind of you are using you are building your deck around using that ability so what are other like what are i'll open this up to you what are other good effects that you find on supporter cards that aren't that aren't gusting or necessarily draw
0: focused um, i mean energy acceleration um is, is one of those so we've already kind of talked about uh what's it uh melanie let me see, was there something else here that I was thinking of here? Um, I mean, Rose is, depending on the deck, um, you can get an en- energy acceleration. I don't know if that's necessarily an A tier number one card, but that is a card that sees um, use in niche decks. Um, so that is another effect that you do want to keep an eye out on um, is energy acceleration. Um, in supporters and or um, any other means Um, there are different means of doing that especially we talked about magma basement um, which is a stadium uh, coming up but uh, cards like that that can help accelerate so you don't just have to attach per turn um, are very key in in the winning strategy of a x deck um, because a lot of times the majority of pokemon attack cost is three Um, so you can't Always reliably just, you know, attach, attach, and attack. Um, so you, you'll have to have something uh, to accelerate energies to your Pokemon. Uh, another one is Elsa Sparkle, uh, especially that's in the Mew um, Fusion Strike. Um, but you see that being very abusive too, especially going second with the, the Meloetta. Um, being able to potentially get three Fusion Strike energies on the table all at one time. Um, and then you can see how that multiplier adds up real fast. You can basically OCO anything um, just based off a card like that. So energy acceleration is always um, always been really good. You've seen it in the past with Welder um, and other cards like that. So anything that's worthwhile um, that, that helps you um, accelerate multiple energies, um, very key into a winning strategy.
1: Yeah. And it's... but the cool thing about these cool effects you brought up a couple of cards that i really like to to talk about is that they have there's a lot of supporters that have really cool effects that don't necessarily fit in every deck but you can use in certain decks that really can like turn its ability up to like 11 um when rose is one of them which is a very niche card um and they kind of like brought it along to you what you think would use with eternatus to kind of like cuz he's roses pokemon but it really goes well into a rayquaza deck because you're 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 already putting those energies into the discard with rayquaza's attack mm-hmm. so then you can instantly get them right back and then you're doing and then you're talking about 160 damage for rayquaza off of your playing your supporter so that's where you're taking what is not necessarily a good supporter for any deck, but you're taking a, an effect on a supporter that dials that ability on that supporter up to 11 and makes it really good for that Pokemon. So those are those are cards you have to look for because uh, another one is Clara. Um, that, that came out, I believe, in Evolving Skies and didn't really go off on anything um, until they came up with, basically the the new counter with like Moltres and stuff where you are and everything where they play it and you just kind of get everything you need to it just basically lets you repeat everything that you want because you're getting the three cards that you need um so those are cool like supporters that have great effects Mm -hmm. and there's a i mean i have a bunch of different ones that work in different decks um adventures discovery is another one that was like, the one that was on the tip of my tongue right now um, yeah, that, that <laughs> is a, is a cool new supporter that helps you find pokemon quickly get them out on the board um well they go to your hand but you can well yeah they go to your, and
0: your hand, hand and we've talked i kind of briefly talked about it in durala to get kind of get that going um mm-hmm. so one you can find adventurous discovery in that deck to find a Zacian to get intrepid sword to to again accept potentially accelerate energies and just draw cards um, you can find it in a Shadow Rider deck. We've talked about it in the past where you ran into that when the, first, the set first came out. Um, of course, using Underworld Door in, uh, into, um, you know, alongside Adventurer's Discovery to just keep drawing support or drawing cards and accelerating. Um, and then even finding into a Crobat or a Crocatoon or something like that in addition to the other cards that you need. Um, and then continuously draw cards um, and then also set up a VMAX um you know that pokemon search um by itself is is just very solid
1: yeah um one other the kind of one last niche effect i kind of wanted to bring up because we're talking about in in this aspect we're talking about supporters that you play that enhance what your deck is doing and now I wanted to bring up one that you like, it's a supporter that you would play that you kind of tailor what you're doing around the supporter um, that then become good. And the big thing I wanted to like the main one that does this, that you kind of have to tailor it around is the mustards. And more specifically, the single strike mustard is a little easier to do than the Raptor strike mustard, but we've seen it become a playable and cool card. Andrew Mahone, Thanks, Tricky Jim. <laughs> Thanks, Tricky Jim, with the bead rod of nowhere, WWE chair mean pretty much. Um, because you can, what that, what that supporter does is basically enable cool plays like that. But you have to kind of tailor the deck a little bit towards it. You have to have certain things to help you make that supporter happen. Like obviously ways to discard cards because the mustard has to be the last card in your hand when you play it. But then you get a really good effect and you get some draw off of it. So it's a draw card and it gets you a Pokemon and it gets you any kind of Pokemon. So um, the, but that is a supporter card that you then you be like, do I want to use this when you're building the deck? And then you have to kind of like think about it while you're building it because you can't be like, I'm going to build my Zacian or single strike Urshifu deck and be like, I'm gonna play mustard just because I think it's a cool card. You'll never yeah. really get it to work.
0: Yeah, a, a deck needs to be tailored around it to make that effect go off for sure. Yeah. Um, um can I bring up uh, a a duo of cards here? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So again, uh, not not two cards that you would play in every deck, um, but, um, depending on your draw engine or Pokemon abilities. Um, mainly you have those Rapid Strike box. So you have either um, ra- Rapid Strike with the, the, um, the what's the, the Evolution, the, the fairy one, your, your, the Sylveon. Rapid Strike Sylveon box. Sylveon. Um, so you have the Sylveon box, you have Rapid Strike um, Urshifu, you have uh, Rapid Strike Malamar, um, and those decks play a lot of Octillery. So Octillery able to just pull cards out as you like um so brawly and or karina's focus really really uh effective in those kind of decks because you have a guaranteed way just to grab them out of your deck when you want and when you need them to play those effects to either draw um more cards draw pokemon um, and then kind of keep going from there so uh, again two cards that you don't see in a lot of decks but because of the guaranteed consistency if you get set up these cards see a lot of play in those kind of decks um, just because of their Pokemon abilities.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you have Pokemon that can synergize easily with that um, you'll see them in play a, a lot, a lot more. Uh, Karina's focus is in Brawley is kind of a card that you can see used in, in that Sylveon deck, or even like a Strike Malamar, mm-hmm. um, just ways to, to get, draw in, in the the key is that is that they share that rapid strike tag yep they're searchable with Octillery, so it really helps and then brawley is basically adventures discovery but you're getting rapid strike pokemon rather than just basic v's so we see that the the search for three get them is a good is a is a decent card if you're playing a very deck that's kind of tailored to to kind of abuse that a little bit not necessarily abuse but um the word i'm thinking for is is take advantage of of that of the
0: consistency and what they need to do so yeah i mean again decks that don't or cards that don't see room in every deck but um definitely centered synergistic with the with that
1: tag yeah all right um so the main thing uh, the last kind of one I wanted to highlight and, and they, they kind of do as I'm getting ahead of myself the the well I mean we could just I just wanted to bring up yell grunt there's not much else besides that's a I think it's a good card that does disruption uh, and that is another card that fits doesn't necessarily fit in anything we saw it a lot in pekaum because with hammers pe with hammers because. Mm-hmm it would guarantee that hit of an energy that you needed to um, disrupt. So if you're playing a deck with disruption in it, Team y- Yaw fits in that because then it's it's not... Most of our disruption cards are flip cards, things like that, like Camp Crushing Hammers and things like that. Fan mm-hmm. of Waves, but Fan of Waves is a guarantee, but it only hits certain things. Um, whereas Team Yaw is kind of like a guarantee where you it, it does go back to their hand but you're guaranteeing one thing off the board there yeah so it, it's a it's a useful uh niche but really good effect that is worthwhile in a supporter that you don't necessarily put in every deck but you're getting you're building a deck around that
0: yeah there are a couple other cards as well that kind of really kind of fit the bill as far as uh, drawing cards. Um, and again, um, not neat, or not meta where it's every single deck, but there are two more sets of draw supporter cards that are outside of Marnie and Professor's Research um, that are not obvious, but depending on the deck. So um, again, we talked about Rapid Strike uh, Malamar, but if you have any baby decks, um, Bruno is a really good one. And then soon to be replaced by uh, Cynthia's Ambition. Um, So basically if they have a stipulation, so they're not as consistent as like a professor's researcher, you just play it Um, to get its max effects. You need to lose a card. So there are stipulations to get it to work. Um, So that's why they kind of, this specific card goes into like those, any deck that plays a lot of one prizers. So you, you know, you shuffle your hand and then draw up to eight or draw up to seven cards. And then I think uh, Cynthia's is eight. Um, So, that Cynthia card... lets you draw
1: up to eight. Yeah where, yeah, where Bruno is shuffle draw. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't include Cynthia in the in this discussion because she's not technically out yet. But yeah. Um, uh, but, they're, but
0: those two are very similar, and that's actually not the only one I had there. But again, that that card is really successful in a, a single prizer deck because of um, the amount of times your Pokemon are getting knocked out. So um, you wouldn't just throw that into like a Mew deck or or anything like that. But if you think that you're going to get a lot of opportunity to use it, um, i.e. single prizers. Uh, Bruno is a great, great card. Um, yeah. And then another really, really good draw supporter card that I don't see a lot of play, um, and it really only has play in one kind of archetype, is, is that um, I'm going to just tank damage. I'm going to have one active Pokemon, and that's all I'm going to have, um, and that is um, Kabu. Kabu is a really good card if you only have one card, only one active Pokemon, no bench. Um, So you just play the card. And then um, if that, uh, if your active Pokemon is the only Pokemon to play, draw up to, uh, draw eight cards um, instead of drawing four cards. Um, So you you do draw more than Professor's Research and you don't get rid of your resources. Again, most decks don't play this because they don't only have one active Pokemon. You saw this a lot when, certain Santa scorch decks were were really popular um, you see you see it in sometimes um, was a Drake Zolt. Um, Drake Zolt. In, in, in any niche decks like that even um in you can probably even see that in some Duralinon decks although they do have Zacians on the bench um, another card that kind of just helps with that
1: yeah but I mean talking about draw supporters kind of dovetails into the next kind of like, part that I wanted to hit on, um, which is the, the primary use of supporters in Pokemon right now is drawing cards, which hits a lot of your, uh, staple counts and staple cards that are kind of like in almost every single deck. Um, and we're, t- I'm, I'm talking about professor's research. I'm talking about Marnie. I'm talking about judge and, and like we said, as a little niche, I'm talking about Bruno and I'm talking about Karina's. These are your big draws. Um, these are these are the, the reason why you use the supporters is this is going to be your primary way of drawing big amounts of cards, resetting your hand, refilling your hand, um, just getting more cards from your deck into your hand that's not Pokemon focused because... Uh, we don't all have genesecs that we can use in our deck to just draw the deck that we draw our entire deck. Um, <laughs> so a lot of decks still rely on um on supporters to get that big draw which um, research is that primary draw card because there's it's really hard to argue with seven cards which is like the highest number you really see and draw outside of going in back into expanded um but you get to ditch your hand. So if you really want to ditch your hand, like if you really wouldn't need to get that influx of seven, you're most likely stuck on a hand that you don't want, or you've you've done the cool thing where you play your hand and then you're just getting a new hand with your research. A
0: lot of times when you're playing professor's research, um, a lot of times you're just ditching your hands because it's good to get resources into the discard pile. Um, We've already talked about having energy in the discard pile for other cards. Um, So really good effect there, Um, depending on if maybe you have extra Pokemon um, that you want to get rid of. So you can even sequence in with some quick balls or even coming up with ultra or for uh, ultra balls um, is is just dig those Pokemon out of your deck that are useless and you don't need anymore. So you sequence or, you, you know, you you thin your deck that way and then you research them away because you don't need those resources anymore in the game because they're already there. Um, so just another way to to get rid of resources you don't want mm-hmm. while drawing cards that you do want um, and a, a card like that is crucial for that kind of uh, strategic, strategic um, approach to the game
1: yeah and and even the the main reason I was, was saying is because even when you're running other ways to draw cards maybe you're, playing Inteleon-focused water deck, so maybe you're, you're we're really looking at Melanie as your draw card uh, because you want to get that that combo acceleration and the draw. Um, but you still see with Inteleon-focused themed decks uh, 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 or built decks, you still see a one, maybe two count of research for when you're stuck because that influx and that discard is really, really good and kind of like a baseline for great draw in, in a supporter. So, I mean, that's really why it's like the number one staple of draw cards and why it helps make it work. Now, another part I wanted to bring up kind of for like newer players and their ideas, because like I said, there are 65 cards or 65 supporters in standard format and you get a whole bunch of them. And then there's someone might be like, well, hey, Charlie, I see a bunch of different other cards that draw. Like, so you're saying supporters that draw are good. But there's a lot of things that just draw maybe two cards or they have uh stipulations on them that you have to flip a heads to draw for uh, two more cards or play rock paper scissors in the in, in dan's version um, that card is horrible <laughs> or, or the school or the school kids as we'll say where you're depending on your turn uh, turn order you're getting more draw those like, things that only draw two to four cards, like, I say two to four, like, but their stipulation between drawing two to four, they're usually not played because they they have stipulations. And, like, why have a stipulation that you have to meet when you can just play a different one that draws more? Yeah. So, so that's why you would not see, like, Schoolgirl or, or even, um, I'm, I'm blanking now, um, uh, Dan... Dan. hop um, yeah <laughs> in, in that in that form the only even zinnia like zinnia's reserve to it to an extent is is kind of like a is it worth playing because you're drawing one for each po- and the max it can draw is five at the moment yeah so if, if you play that the max you can draw is five when you can just research for seven so and yep. discard your entire hand rather than just two cards.
0: Yeah. So, so there are, yeah, there are a number of cards that uh, are just not good as far as drawing. Um, like, even like you said, uh, dancer, uh, draw two cards. Uh, if you're going second, then you can draw uh, three more cards. Um, yeah. Not a good card. Um, it can draw up the five cards, but you're, n- you're never really going to see that with much success. But
1: you can't uh, guarantee that you're going second so that, that card in certain spots will only net you the two and that's not good enough like that's not uh, that's not going to help your consistency when when you're talking about uh, uh, a long tournament run or things like that that's where you're looking for those cards that are going to be consistent outs to make a more consistent deck now yeah i mean dancer might make a really fun thematic deck for you if you're like having some fun so i'm not saying these cards are useless but it depends on where you're going but if you're trying to make a competitive deck that's going to play in a tournament and things like that there's there's that's why you see the kind of like creme rise to the top in supporters in what i've named and in those those five or seven cards yeah uh, another, car, another
0: big thing when you're talking about draw supporters or cards that help your your, um, your deck draw cards, you want to make sure that you're a net positive always. Um, and, and a very prime example of a card that may look pretty decent from the outside uh, looking in, um, but that doesn't ever really net you a positive uh, is Caitlyn. Um, so you put any number of cards from your hand uh, to the bottom of your deck and then draw that many cards but you are actually not drawing any extra cards um, you're drawing different cards and when you're not net positive a card uh, it can potentially you know like what I've already said with um, sequencing and like uh, getting rid of resources that you don't need um, with like professor's research um, you're not getting an extra card so it's actually not necessarily helping you in that numbers game of percentages of hitting cards that you want
1: yeah it's actually a net minus one Mm -hmm. because you're playing you're playing the card Mm -hmm. um um, but it that that that's where you're looking at when you're talking about netting more cards you're you're wanting to draw more than what you're you're losing or Mm -hmm. or things like that when you're or you're using when Caitlin, you're, you're, you're just shuffling things out of your hand that you don't want to possibly get other things, but that may not be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you might get rid of four cards,
0: but you're just pulling another four cards um, and and you're not gaining any additional cards from your hand is what I'm saying. So um, cards like that tend to not be consistent Uh, in finding the cards you want like professor's research so that's why you you don't see that kind of card see a lot of play
1: all right that's really the main things i've had on on um drawing like there's uh, oodles of different things that draw small amounts of cards that aren't really worth it i mean marty and judge and kind of Shauna is kind of where you I would draw the line on good things that you can use to draw you cards. Yeah. And Judge is kind of pushing it a little bit because Marnie bit. exists. Yeah. You might as well see the extra card that Marnie gives you because you get the shuffle draw five rather, and then the opponent shuffle draws four, where Judge is shuffle draw four, both people. Um and then Shauna's a shuffle draw five. Yeah. So Shuffle draw five is not ideal. I mean, we've all marnied our opponent or trying to like get our a better hand and then got garbage and gave the opponent something great. Yep. Um. So shuffle draw is really where you draw the line. the The reason why it's kind of popular is because marnie is the only real way to shuffle draw your opponent hand, like to disrupt your opponent's hand at the moment. Yeah. So it adds that disruption on top of drawing dual effect that you get out of the supporter for the turn
0: yeah um can i talk about another archetype slash one card that really kind of is seen a little bit or resurgent in play here yeah um so another archetype um and you don't see a lot but is um resource management or recycling of resources um as supporters so you've been seeing a lot of play in clara um, recently in like dark box decks because you are able to get two, two Pokemon and two Energies into your hand. Um, and the reason that this is important right now, at least, um, especially with uh, the, the baby Galarian. Um, what's the one? What's oh, the one? Moltres that you're using. Um, and, and to a lesser effect, the Articuno and Zapdos. Um, you can still kind of use this card ineffective with that. Um, it's because of the ability. Um, so you know, if you if mid game, mid to late game, you can get those energies that are discarded because um, they're guaranteed there. Um, you can pull them out, then use the ability to the Pokemon that you literally just pulled out of the discard pile, and then bam, you have two energies on there plus an attach. You you you're pulling cards out that you need for the time you need them, um, and then using them for a potential attack there. Um, so cards like that that can just uh, Um, replenish cards that you didn't have or that you had in the discard pile is always very very good
1: yeah and the main focus the reason why i mean clara is is a little bit of uh what i was mentioning earlier and that she's taking something with the pokemon that you're using in your deck and you're kind of dialing up that ability to 11 Mm
2: -hmm. because
1: we've all been used to playing an ordinary rod to do that effect or even rescue carriers when they came out to get Pokemon to recycle resources back into your deck, but Clara, because she can do both, which you really couldn't do both off of one thing. Um, Clara, she offers the ability with those those like a mole trace where you need two energy to attach and um, when you play him, and you can just get him back from the discard. So it it really dials that ability in that mole trace up um, to eleven, like I said. So it really makes Clara even better. Heads and above using an ordinary rod where you're just picking one or the other, uh, two Pokemon or two energy. Clara lets you do both. Um, That's all I really had on uh, draw effects. I mean, the only other thing, I mean, you don't really, you can't really use them anymore um, because welder was a draw engine. I mean, Melanie is your closest thing to a welder draw engine. Um, so there's that. Okay. Before we leave, did we say anything about Rihon? I. thought we did earlier but no but raihan is also another great supporter raihan
0: yeah so like we said before um energy acceleration um potentially has card acceleration because you can just basically you accelerate to anything you want and then find whatever card you need um in your deck so that can be you know a a crowbat into something it could be the Inteleon uh shady dealings into something um right uh basic energies if you please yeah you place it on anything yeah yeah, yeah. so
2: so that card
0: get- really opens up the whole deck for you so that card is very important uh to your comeback potential uh in a lot of decks
1: yeah very much the acceleration on top of the search for anything is is very very good yeah, um, I, I, mean, I didn't
0: want to not mention him because i i could just hear it now um raihan he's like one of the
1: best cards <laughs> Um, but the last thing i really wanted to touch on in terms of supporters that they do and their primary function in decks, and why your supporter c- card is a big thing is that um supporters are your primary focus for most decks of uh, gusting your opponent's active Pokemon and and by gusting by saying that I mean targeted gusting of your active Pokemon of your opponent's active Pokemon so there are obviously different gusting effects in different forms. Um, uh, the cross switchers is targeted, but it's really hard to pull off because you're playing two cards at once. Um, and then there's escape ropes with, with gusting. And there's other ways to like uh, Pokemon catchers that are on a flip that you might get to target a Pokemon. So it's really hard to just be able to say, I want that Pokemon that I want to KO, the one that has 10 HP left. And boss's orders is your primary focus and way of doing that and it's really been put in every single deck going on so the thing that bosses does is it it gives you that flexibility in saying i i I can pick this thing that's going to give me two prizes x amount of prizes that i'm going to win and it's been and it's the number one reason why but not number one it is kind of number one but it's the reason why your supporter is a very important choice because a lot of the time you're holding off because you need to boss like or this turn i need to boss for win um so that's where you need that flexibility to be because there's not many cards that will let you target gust elsewise that's why you need to save your supporter for in hand for that turn to boss yeah i mean there are a couple other item cards that help gust
0: um and or abilities um that help gusts um but the majority well like rope uh doesn't doesn't get the you don't get to choose unless obviously there's only one thing on the bench um so it oftentimes it's not uh rope for win um i mean i guess custom catch not custom but what's the new one the The future the cross switchers um that that kind of um It's really
1: hard to pull off. It's
0: really hard to pull off specifically, depending on the deck. I mean, I guess you can have that in combination with uh, Peony um, and kind of try to make that work. Um, But you're still using a a supporter, and that's just a weird way to go about it. Um, And then you have Umbreon um, V-Max's ability. But again, sometimes that's shut off depending on what you're trying to gust. Fusion Strike, um, per se. Um, So, yeah, I... Boss is the the most important um, end game supporter. Um, You you hear it back in the day is Lysander for win, uh, but now it's boss for win. Uh, That card is just super prevalent. And then also early game, depending on how good or bad your hand is or depending on your opponent's hand, um, boss is also a really good stall tactic. Um, You can boss something up that has three retreat costs. So air balloon doesn't help them. So they have to have an air balloon plus the energy attached to even just get them out of there. If they don't have switches. Um, and sometimes finding switches is not always easy depending on the meta you're playing. in.
1: Yeah. Cause I, I was going to just, you, you, you transitioned that well. Cause not only is it for decks that are aggressive and trying to take out prizes is, is a really important card for them, but in control archetypes I've seen, we've seen that it is a really important card because most of the time, control is trying to stop you from doing things and putting mm-hmm. things in the active that you can't do anything with and or retreat Yeah, is another great effect from boss's orders. So even if you're not trying to take prizes, it's still a very, very powerful card. So, I mean, that's why I put it at the very end is like one of the most important things you can use because I don't know if we go to Limitless right now and we just look at like the top fifth like just pick a tournament and pick 50 decks. I'm pretty sure all of them will have a copy of boss's orders in the deck, no matter what you're really probably at least three.
0: I think the biggest thing for most decks is, is do I play three or do I play four boss's orders?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Really? It's the, 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 the question isn't whether you play it. The question is how many do you play? Yeah. So yeah,
0: that, that card is definitely, um, a game changer um something that you see and in so many decks um just for the reasons we stated
1: uh, prior um so that kind of like i don't know if you you followed us on that journey of like why supporters are i mean why supporters are good what makes a good supporter and why they are important so i mean i hope you kind of got something out of that in, in in that when you're look- like looking at supporters and thinking about how you could use them, um, like not every supporter is gonna knock it out of the park that they release, but yeah, even if you look at something like a caralise where uh, you're you're getting f- rare fossils or something like that, there's a way that you can dial that ability up to eleven to where it's broken or just a- seemingly better than what you could do elsewise that might be worth playing I mean there are tons of supporters we could talk about uh all day like I I was building this list and 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 thinking of discussion just in standard format and standard format alone has 65 like I said multiple times 65 different supporters to use a lot of uh a lot of uh, similar abilities and things that just don't get played but there are a lot of options but you see a lot of the time why I wanted to talk about it, like the same kind of supporters and why they are important though, because mm-hmm. and why they've kind of risen to be the same, because they do the function of what you want your supporters to do the best. And I mean, it would be cool. I mean, if everyone's favorite, I mean, if your favorite sword and shield character is hop for whatever reason, like, sorry, there's just not a very good reason <laughs> to just play hop besides yeah, you like hop and you want him in your deck i don't know but even then it's you're probably going to be mad at it at one point in time for sure
0: no i think it was a really good idea to have this supporter draw uh or a supporter discussion what makes a good supporter what makes a bad supporter i think you know that there's this is a great time for um you know new players to get into the game um accessibility mm-hmm. is better than it has ever been in the history of the Pokemon trading card game. Um, there are a lot of older players coming back in. They may not know every single card yet. Um, so this is definitely a good refresher slash um, informative to new players kind of episode and a discussion that needed to be had.
1: Yeah, and and, and just to, to like put the nail in the coffin or what? just remember that it just the supporter doesn't necessarily have to draw cards or have to do something. You just have to have an effect that you can basically like I've dial up to a really good outcome.
0: Yeah. Options, things to give you options. All right. Well, thank you guys for sticking with us till the very, very end. Um, I had a lot of fun talking about this with you, Chuck. Yeah. Um, I hope it was
1: informative. I hope someone learned something. I hope, someone listening learned learn something and I, I really appreciate everyone sticking with us to the end on this one thanks again for listening to the pittsburgh pokemon podcast uh if, as always if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like a rating or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is it goes a long way to helping out the pot plus jake where can you reach us
0: directly yeah, you can get me at Penux one on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWhimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at
1: Pod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all
2: next time. See you later.